Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my friend. He is uh, David Cooks. He's the former Marquette High basketball coach, assistant coach at Concordia University, and author. That's right, David Cooks, the author of Getting Undressed from Paralysis to Purpose. Coach, how are you today, sir? I am doing great, Mike. It's always good to see you and be back in the studio. Man, you look good. Well, thank you. I've been working on it. Yeah, you look good. <laughs> I'm telling you, it must be all the, these book signings coming up. You want to look your best. Have to look the best, man. I need to have a book face. I don't know what that means. I don't know either, but I've been, you know the whole radio face. I've been told I've had that for years. You so. might have the best I've seen so far. Yeah, I appreciate that. And you just got out of the studio with a couple guys that have... Anyway, I'm not going. I'm not going there. Hey, as we uh, talk about this book, and and uh, it's a perfect book for faith in the zone. And there's a number of reasons. One, um, coach, obviously, basketball has been a big part of your life. And two, uh, more important than basketball has been your faith. And we're going to get into that in the second segment. And I'm going to ask you for your testimony and and some of the things that that surrounded your testimony that I'm really interested in. But I want to talk a little bit about writing this book again. Getting undressed from paralysis to purpose. You can go to davidcooksspeaks.com. One word, davidcooksspeaks.com, and order the book. Uh, it it uh, it hits the stands August first. That is correct, August first. And August excited about it too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and you should be, and you should be really proud of this because uh, it's a really good book. And you want to talk about a book that's got a chance to impact a lot of lives, influence a lot of business. And and basically changing the narrative to to some of the, maybe the the mindset that people might have about people that that are in wheelchairs. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's there's a lot of narratives that we can change in this book, and and one of them I think is just that you know everybody has a story and everybody has something that they're dealing with, and hopefully this book will help them to know that they can make it and that there's that they can overcome. They they can go from paralysis to purpose. Hey, can we talk about the—I know that you had thought about writing a book a, a while ago, but there was uh, there was a point that, that came maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, in, in Boston? Yeah, that would have been—I uh, think the last time I was here, we, yep. we, we had talked about that a little bit. I was on my way to Boston. It was December uh, 6th of 2016. Okay. And I was on my way to give a speech, and I ended up in Massachusetts General Hospital instead with massive blood clots in my lungs. And uh, during that stay at the hospital, uh, it was one miraculous event after the other um, that, that got me out of there healthy, whole, and back on my feet, so to speak. 
But also while I was there, uh, I was encouraged and prodded by the physicians to write a book. And they were asking me, where's your book? And I didn't know these people, uh, but I took that as, you know, something. I thought that was part of my assignment, but I better do this right now. You get it done now. And and the part I think, yeah, you know, Coach, I've known you a long time. I mean, I've known you, and we tried to figure it out a little bit before we started uh, started the show here today, and it's been a really long time, and I've read most of the book. Mm-hmm. I, I missed the, the couple of pages where my name was on there, I mean, I appreciate that, <laughs> but I read most of the book, and I learned more about you. I, I thought I knew you, but I didn't know you. I, I knew you as a man, and I knew you as a man who was strong in his faith and a really good basketball coach and a good husband and, and just a good guy in our community. What I didn't know was the background story. And, you know, shame on me for maybe not asking you, but shame on you for not. Look, do you know how many people Coach Cooks would be jumping up and down saying, hey, don't you know that I was you know on the staff with Coach K? Don't you know that I did this, did this, and this is where I worked, and that I decided to leave that company and then coach here at this college? And do you know what? I, all of a sudden you were on the scene in Milwaukee. I knew you went to Marquette High. Then you were coaching at Marquette High. Everything in between there? I didn't know. And it's, it's you know what, that's about the first 15 chapters. So I, I appreciate your willingness to open up your life and share it with us. Absolutely. You know, and I think for me that was part of the challenge of writing the book, um, wanting to, um, knowing how to share my story. And, um, you know, by nature being a guy who doesn't like to talk much about himself, uh, this was a stretch for me. Uh, in addition to not liking to read or write. So when you add those... Other than that. <laughs> other than that, I just put a book together. Sure. Um, but it was it was a challenge, but but I'm glad that I did it because uh, I want to be tr- as transparent as I can. And and it, I think people, I think people like yourself, knew more about me than you actually did. Uh, do you know, I may have, but I'm telling you, I it, for me... And I'll tell, and I can tell you, David Cook stories all day long. But they are from the time you got that job at Milwaukee Marquette to now, and and our lives. Look, for for me, and I think I'm probably the same for you. We, we're friends, really good friends, but we don't need to talk every day. Right. Absolutely. And you know what? When we talk, we just jump into right where we were. <laughs> you ripping me, me ripping you. You know that kind of stuff, and get right back into some of the stuff. That that we that we both have beliefs in yep. that we that we really love and that's the game of basketball. We love the Lord, love our wives, love the game of basketball. So we have a lot in common. I'm way better looking, but ooh, maybe mm. not. Um, other, I can hit a jump can, shot. Can no, maybe maybe not. <laughs> I figured I could probably post you up right now. I give you that. Okay, I'll take that. it. If that's all I got, I'll I'll take it. But so that part of it, hey, um, as again, we continue to speak. The name of the book is Getting Undressed from Paralysis to Purpose. DavidCooksSpeaks.com. Can we talk about the name of the book? Where that came from? Yeah the um, the idea of getting undressed really was um, part of one of my personal experiences in October night. In October of 1979, when I experienced a spinal aneurysm, I was at a re- rehabilitation center, and there they teach you how to, you know, get dressed and all that kind of stuff. And uh, there was there was a day when I learned how to finally get dressed again, and and there was a night that was I was in the room and no one came to help me get undressed, and I was at a point where I knew if I didn't learn how to do that, 
I probably wasn't going to get to go home as soon as I would have liked to. And so I had to learn how to get undressed. And from that, there came the title. But then I began to think about how common getting undressed is for everybody in the entire world. I don't know anyone who doesn't get undressed and gets redressed, uh, where you take something off and you put something on. And so getting undressed, I went from paralysis and took off the pain and the, and the difficulty of that and put on the clothes of purpose along the way. And so what we talk about in the book and what one of the things we talk about is not necessarily about what you're taking off. What you put on indicates where you're going. And so that's really what the book kind of talks about is I had to figure out where I was going and then I was going to have to dress myself appropriately. And I had to get undressed repeatedly throughout the book. This is a book about rebranding. This is a book about leveraging endings into beginnings. This is a book about uh, how do you, what, what happens when it, when it doesn't go your way? How do, how do you respond to that? And how do you stay focused on your purpose? And for me, my purpose was to impact lives. I couldn't let my situation not have a positive impact on other people's lives. Well, you could have. I could have. Yeah, you could have. And and, and if it's okay with you, I want to go back to, to you were a sophomore in high school. Yes. At Marquette High. And you're, you're, you had some back pain? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I had literally... Um, and you were a good basketball player. Yeah, I was okay. You know, the, 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 the older I get, I was even better. Yeah, but, the uh, older <laughs> we get, the better we were. There's no doubt. But as you had dreams yes. playing, playing, being a Hilltop. I wanted, I wanted to play for my high school more than anything. We were a very good program, you know, and so that was the goal. And so I was a good player, and um, I had had a physical the week before, and everything came up roses. And a week later, approximately, I had some back pain in the morning. And by that evening, uh, I was over in the emergency room at St. Michael's Hospital uh, trying to get evaluated to see what had happened. I mean, it was that quick. Never to walk again. Not uh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Amen. Not, Amen. Yet. not yet. Thank you for that. Not yet. Yep, not yet. Boy, and as a 15-year-old, I look, I got grandsons now, eight, six, and four. I have two adult children. Um so I know what it's like to be around a 15-year-old. I was an idiot back then. So for me to see normal kids and normal at 15, I don't know how, and and it may have been more difficult for you than, than I think, but how difficult of, of time was that, not only for you, but for your parents? You know, it's it's interesting. when I As I begin to write this book, I was um, given the newspaper article that was written about me at the high school in the spring when I returned to school. And I began to read through the article. And the things that I was saying in that article were way beyond my years in terms of dealing with this situation. And as I began to look at that, I'm like, these are the things I'm saying now as a 54-year-old man. Wow. And so whatever my parents and the faith that was instilled in me was what came out. There wasn't a lot of time for doubt. You know, we, we, if you, if it doesn't, if it didn't have faith in it, we didn't speak it. And so I didn't know anything else other than to believe I was going to be okay. I didn't know anything else other than to believe that it was going to work out. That's all I knew. I, um, speaking of your parents and again, I, I didn't know until I've, I, I read that part of the book. I you really strong Christian parents. I love the, the, the story about, about your dad, and great musician, and and you know what, he, he was one of the best musicians not only in the state of Wisconsin, maybe the Midwest, and he was he, 
when when he accepted Jesus Christ as his personal savior, he said to his band, "Look, we've got two more weeks at the Crown Plaza, and I'll play I'll play with you guys, but then I'm done. I I, I am I am only going to play music for the Lord." And I I thought, wow, the, you talk about and we talk to guys on Faith Zone all the time that have those transformations of their life, and it, that was a huge transformation. Absolutely. For me, you know, I, I had given my life to Christ when I was 13 years old. I, I didn't know quite what that meant. But what I did know was that I saw that my parents' lives were transformed in a way that I couldn't explain. And they seemed to be joyous. Uh, they seemed to love people. Um, and I was like, you know something? I don't know much about this Jesus thing, but I think I need to get in on this. You need to find I out. I need to find out about this. You know how proud he would be? Oh, absolutely. He'd be so proud of this book. You know, it's interesting, David, and I told you this before he came in, that I'm going to just start calling you Six Flags, I think, because the book itself, you're laughing with you and at you at some of it, and then you're crying at other parts because of some of the the difficulties that that you've gone through, yet it doesn't seem to affect you, but it seems to affect other people, I'm reading it, and I've got tears, and, and you're like, yeah, I just got through it. It's, it wasn't that big of a deal for me. But uh, the, this book, is it, it's interesting because I tried to figure out who's the best person to read the book, and I can't figure it out because it's coaches. And then I get, you know, then I get to the, the faith chapter that we're going to talk about, and it's pastors, and it's Christians. And then you look and you say, well, hold on, teachers and business people and parents would really learn a ton from this book. So we're going to get to a break. I'm going to ask you that, and I'm going to ask for your testimony on the other side of the break, and we'll talk more about this book. I would highly encourage you guys, davidcooksspeaks.com, davidcooksspeaks.com. Go and get it. The name of the book is Getting Undressed from Paralysis to Purpose. And I'll tell you this, buy the book, and if you don't like it, you, you reach out to me at the station, and I'll give you your money back. How about that? That's a guarantee right there. That's a guarantee. Yeah, I'm guaranteeing. That, that, I'm not asking guarantee. you to do it. <laughs> if you read it and you don't like it, you call me. Man, I'll take it off your hands. I'll get David to sign it, and then 10 years from now, I'll be worth about <laughs> twice that. We'll get to a break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner will be back next week. In studio with me, he is David Cooks, former Milwaukee Marquette high school basketball coach, assistant coach at Concordia University. He's been a basketball coach in gyms pretty much his whole life and author. That's how I'm going to start next segment. Author, David Cooks, getting undressed from paralysis to purpose. And again, go to davidcooksspeaks.com. That's the best place to get this book, davidcooksspeaks.com. And also, if you're a company looking for a motivational speaker, if you're a church looking for your men's group looking for a a guest speaker, that's where you reach out to David Cooks. 
and he's uh, he travels all over the country, and he's a guest speaker at a lot of different places, from churches to businesses to, to gymnasiums. And again, davidcookspeaks.com is where you would reach out to him for that. Hey, Coach, we uh, let's talk a little bit. We talked about your parents, and and we talked about you know a little bit on, on when you were a sophomore in high school, and when when uh, when you lost the the use of your legs, and 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 again, you you pointed out quickly to me that hey, it's not over till it's over, man. You you don't know. Um, can we talk uh, a little bit about your testimony, and then I want to talk about some of the chapters in the book. But normally, in the second segment of Faith in the Zone. Uh, we talk a little bit about you know people's testimony and and everybody has a story and we never get uh, tired of hearing them. You're right. I um I came to know Christ when I was a young man. I was 13 years old, and as we mentioned before, um you know I I saw my mom and dad's lives transform literally before my eyes. They they almost had a Damascus Road type experience is what I call it, and um all of a sudden things became about God and and about His kingdom and about doing things for Him and. And, you know, I, as a kid, I was like, whatever, you know, this is going to pass. And I just thought it was a passing fancy. And he'll go back to doing whatever he was doing, and she'll do what she's doing. And, uh, well, you know, that never happened. Um, they were converted for real at that point. And I became convinced uh, that it was too risky for me to not consider serving Christ. I did not want the risk of, of spending eternity without him. And so I didn't understand the magnitude or the fullness of what it meant to receive Christ in my life at age at that young age. But I knew once I did it, I knew something different had happened for me. And so I began to do what I saw my parents do. I'd read the Bible and and I was a big Christian music fan and and I just start to do these things because I I saw them doing it. Uh, little did I know that as I was reading the Word of God and studying the Word of God, it was it was changing me from the inside out. And all of a sudden, my interests begin to change. Things I liked begin to change. Places I would go begin to change, and that was all before the spinal aneurysm. Right. That wow. Was a, that was at age thirteen. Hey, in the book, uh, you you had a quote where it says that he met you where you were, and we had Landry Jones on last week, and Landry Jones, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, you know Oklahoma quarterback. He's backing up Ben Roethlisberger right now, and and we talked about when he gave his testimony. He said, "Look, I I was I was born in a Christian home. Uh, Mom and dad, strong Christians, went to school on uh, or went to church Wednesday nights, Sunday mornings, Sunday nights. Went to youth group." He said, "But I was the guy in our town in New Mexico, and I didn't think I needed God. I didn't think I needed him because I was." All state football. I was I was that guy, big time basketball player, and then I go to Oklahoma, and Sam Bradford's before me, and all of a sudden I'm not the guy. And he said I'm in my dorm room with my cousin, and and we both were like, what What's going on with us, man? We're sad, you know. Why are we sad? We're at Oklahoma. We got this great university, and he said my cousin started talking about we need to start thinking about what we learned in youth group. Wow. And they had that conversation. His cousin left. And he said, I, I was in my dorm room by myself, and I picked up my Bible, and he said that. He said, the Lord met me exactly where I was. He didn't say, look, if you want you want to get to know me, you got to come over here. You want me to come to you, well, you got to come over here. He said, he met me exactly where I was. And, and, and he said, look, 
Wait, did I see rainbows and butterflies? And oh, I didn't. But I can tell you that it transformed my life. And here's how. And in your book, there's a line in the book that says, "Look, he, he met me exactly where I was." And for me, it made me think of Landry Jones. And I think that that's important that people understand that. Well, you know, that's what I love about God is that He will meet you where you are. And you can you can be in a bar right now listening to this. You can be anywhere, and God will meet you right there at that spot and change your life. All you got to do is invite him. It's all you have to do. It, and, and, and it's and, free. And it's free. It's free. It's free. It's free. Whosoever will. Yeah. And it, David, I envy you. Um, and I told you this before. And, you know, I envy you because you made that decision early. And it took me, I was a bullheaded Irish guy that it took me a long time. And I missed out on a lot of things. Um, because I didn't, I only thought about me, you know, and even sometimes when I had a wife and kids, I only thought about me and that that's a difficult thing to, to, to look back at when you're going through it, you're thinking, well, I'm like everybody else. And I envy the guys that figured it out as early as you did. Well, you know, it's, um, the Bible always talks about, um, remember, remember the, the Lord in your youth. And I didn't know what that meant then. Um, I understand it now. I think I think what makes what makes my testimony special, um, and there are many who have a, a similar testimony. Things didn't things weren't rosy and peachy keen after I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Oh no no no! It, it was just beginning. The, the journey was just beginning. Do you know what I? And I was told this, and I believe it. Um, and that is that that when you turn it over. The, Satan then gets a little upset and says, no, we need to get him back. We need to get him back. And so things start to go a little bit. There's some things that happen in your life that there a lot. all of a sudden, you know, there's a lot of temptation. There's a lot of stuff going on. And, and for me, you know, here we are, you know, two years later, and I'm in a wheelchair. No, you know, that's, I didn't sign up for that. That wasn't that wasn't part of what I signed right. up for. I I signed up for the pearly gates and all that, and uh, to witness to people and and to be prosperous and and to be in good health and and all the things that the scriptures say that we can have. And so, um, this that going through and being sustained so God can use you for others. I think I had skipped over that. Right. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I am so grateful that God has graced me over the years to make a difficult situation look easy, to make a tough situation look triumphant. And and that's what he's done. Well, and you do, do your day-to-day from what I see as your friend makes, you, you do make it look easy. But I, I don't know what it's like when you go home. Right. I, I don't know what it's like when you get out of bed, when you, get, you take, take a shower. You, you know, all of the things that, that, that guys like me just totally take for granted. Yep. Just take them for granted. You know, I'm going to walk out to my car, step my car, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to, you know, throw the fire the grill up, and, you know, Terry and I might go to nine round, and I'll hit a few <laughs> things and stuff like that. But we take that for granted. And, look, you do make things look easy. Because every time I see you're smiling and talking to somebody and shaking somebody, you could run for mayor. You know that. You could. I don't know. There's don't, some things in the book. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. not. But, you know, it, it, so you do make it make it look easy. And, again, as we're talking with David Cooks, davidcooksspeaks.com. And the name of the book is Getting Undressed from Paralysis uh, to Purpose. 
that that part of you making it easy, uh, at least make it look easy. I got to believe that that's not always been the case. Yeah, no, it's it's um, you know, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. You know, and so um, sometimes you don't get to see everything. You know. Um, and it's, it's a battle. It's, it's a struggle. It's a fight. It's hard. Sometimes it's not easy, but, um, the Bible declares that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And that if God is for you, he's more than the world against you. And greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. So you, if you begin to rehearse and re- repeat the things that God says about you and your situation, it helps you get through the situation. There's nowhere in the scripture where it says that you won't have to go through. Right. There's nowhere in there. And uh, so you need to be you need to be prepared for your life to be a testimony to the power of what God can do. Well, and and I'll tell you what, when you talk about the example that your parents were for you, we have that conversations a lot. And and and, you know, as as the church family, sometimes there are churches that are lacking that that male leadership and and who you know the 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 male family the family may not have that male that's leading them and we talk a lot about as christian men we have to be examples first and foremost for our kids and and your father and 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 your mother were great examples and how that affects that affected you as your in your walk because you saw it firsthand what they were doing. Saw it firsthand, and there's no, you know, if if there's there's no um, substitute for real authentic faith. This is because it manifests itself, and you can't deny it when it's real. Amen to that. Hey, um, one of my favorite. We're getting to a break. But one of my favorite lines. And this is, uh, and he knows I'm gonna. I talk about it every time I have him on, but I asked him one time. I said, "Coach, do you, do you get nervous coaching?" And David looked at me and said, "No, man, I get I get nervous preaching." And I said, "What?" He goes, "Coaching big game of basketball? No, but when I have to give the word of God, when I'm trying to feed the flock, and I get up in front of people and and and, and open up my Bible, then I get a little bit nervous." And I thought, man, amen to that. He is David Cooks. And the, again, the name of the book, uh, and, and go out and pick it up. It's Getting Undressed for From Paralysis to Purpose, davidcookspeaks.com. And again, I'll say it, I don't know who the book is perfect for because it's perfect for so many different parts of our society, from pastors to coaches to teachers to parents uh, to businessmen. Uh, it, it, when you wrote it, did you think? This is who I'm writing it for. You know, I, I I didn't go into the into writing the book with an audience in mind. I went into writing the book with a purpose in mind, and my purpose of of writing the book was to help people and to tell them stories that can help them to persevere and and to have purpose and those types of things. And so, as I was doing it, I began to understand. Wait a minute, I've had quite a diverse background. Huge. You know, you, you, like you said, I've been a banker, did the basketball, I've taught, I coach, you know, and so it was who I was. And I think that's why this book has the ability to be so far reaching because I've had my hands in so many things yeah. that people can relate to. And I'll, and I'll say it again. If you pick up the book at David, uh, David Cooks com, and you read the book and, and, and you don't get anything out of it or don't like it, call me here at the station. I'll buy it from you. You know what? Do it. And, and, if you can look me in the eye and say, look, I read that book and it wasn't for me. There wasn't anything in there for me. 
I'll, I'll pay you the money back and I'll keep the book. The other part that I love is the 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 sayings as the chapter each starts. And my favorite, uh, chapter 17 is prayer, faith matters. And this is what the saying says, hope drives us from despair to achievement. Against all odds, we have to believe. We have to hope that when there is no hope, because if we don't, we'll overcome will be overcome by our circumstances. I mean, that's got you written all over it. So all of these, I asked you where you got them from. Where'd you get them from? They all just came as I was writing. You they, know? They're and yours. So, and they're mine. You I own had, them. I had a page of quotes at some point, and, and, and those, those, some of those quotes helped me get through. That thing about having hope in yeah. the midst of the, in despair, when you hope against hope. I mean, when you're 15 years old and you're laying in a hospital bed and they're, they're telling you all these things you're not going to ever do again. You've got to hope against you got to hope against hope and believe somehow. Right. No doubt. Guys, we're gonna get to a break. Other side of break again. We'll continue our conversation. He is David Cook's name of the book, Getting Undressed from Paralysis to Purpose. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 1057 FM, the fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone. An inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Sorens Ford of Brookfield. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Again, Mike McGivern flying solo this week, Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. He'll be back next week. Our guest, he's been to Brookside. He's David Cook's author, David Cook's. Go to davidcookspeaks.com. You remember that time I had you over there for the stakeout? Absolutely. It was, that was, it's been a long time. Yeah. I, you, I, you ate, right? Yeah, the steak was good, never, wasn't it? You never brought me back, though. No, no well, well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, because you showed up a little bit late, I got you in, got you to the table. We were like the last guys to eat. Yeah, I think we were. I had to use a plastic fork wow. and I went to eat and it snapped. It snapped. I got up. I didn't even cut my steak yet. Got up to go get another fork, came back, they took the plate. They, uh, took, that's right. they took <laughs> and you were eating and you weren't sharing no. <laughs> brother you were not you were not uh, sharing one of, one of those moments you're not supposed to talk about <laughs> no i do i still i still ask the pastor can i get that steak back no nope, no nope, it's funny. uh it's gone hey can we talk a little bit about um that when when you started writing the book first time author what was the most difficult part of it for you the, the most difficult part of writing this book was probably uh, the chapter that dealt with my biggest disappointment as a basketball coach and when I was um, fired as a head coach at Market High School. And how was I going to uh, write that in this book in a way um, that would provide inspiration and guidance and leadership for the people reading it? That was by far that, – that chapter – probably took two to three weeks to write whereas in another and in, in many of the other ones uh it'd be about you know a couple of days and i could get through it well that one of the best chapters in the book is that one for a couple of reasons 
Yeah, well, you know, it's um, it's, one is because my name is there. (laughs) Page one. Hey, if you pick up the book, page one ninety two and one ninety three, just in case. If you if you need me to sign the book, page one ninety two and one ninety three. That's funny. But during that that part, and and again, we we were really really good friends during that part, and that that had a huge. That was hard for you to get over. That was difficult. Um, I didn't. I didn't see it coming. Um, I thought I had done a good job and was excited about the future, and I thought I had a few more years to coach. And all of a sudden, it's it's done, and it's it's finished. And I'm sitting there wondering what's going on. You know, okay, God. You know, this is again. I didn't sign up for this part. I have represented you out in the marketplace. I've told people about you. I've tried to live a good life so that people know that I am a believer. And uh, I did all of that, uh, won a bunch of games, and still got fired. And so, what do you do when that happens? What do you? How do you respond to that? I remember giving you a call saying, "Hey, man, you know." I remember when you went through a little coaching situation, yeah. and we talked, and I said, well, Heritage Christian. Yep, yep. You had I called Christian. you. You were my second call. <laughs> yep. And I called you, and, and we just talked about it. And one of the things you said was, you know what? The quicker you move on, the better you're going to be. And that stuck with me um, because I was the one stuck in a place of pain. I was the one that was stuck in a place of confusion, whereas my – former uh, coach, employer rather, they had moved on. Right. And it was up to me to figure out how to move on and how to reflect. And you know what? I think I have a quote somewhere in the book that said this. There was no way that I could stay angry and grateful at the same time. I was going to have to be one or the other. I was going to have to appreciate the the opportunities that I was given and see what was next. You know, rearview mirrors are great for driving, but they're not so good for life. And so a rearview mirror is good because you can see behind you just in case you need to, but that's not how you drive. I needed to get out of the rearview mirror and look ahead and see what was next for me. And that, and you were instrumental in that because God had something else for me to do. Well, and, I, and I appreciate that. that. I do. And, and, and I remember that, that conversation that we had and it, it, and I found when, 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 you know that happened. I was praying before, um, before after that that year at Heritage Christian. My son was playing at Maranatha Baptist Bible College, and he was a freshman. And I missed some of his games. And I was praying, Lord, do you want me to go watch him play, or do you want me to continue coaching? Because if this is truly the ministry, then I, I'll stay and coach. But but if you can just gently tap me on the shoulder and let me know what your will is, and then I got fired. Wow. And we had a good year. Yes, we had did. a good year. Yeah, and I got fired, and it turns out I got fired because I didn't name the school, the guy on the school board son a captain. And so the Lord was dealing with me with a couple ways with this. I had a pride issue. Mm-hmm. All right? And so now I got fired at Heritage Christian after one year. So the Lord <laughs> dealt with the pride issue, and he also said, look, I want you to go watch your son play. Well, he didn't gently tap me on the shoulder. He hit me with a snot blocker right between the <laughs> eyes because then I'm getting calls from other coaches going, "Hey, you hold on, you got a, you got fired a Heritage Christian," and I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "Why?" And I didn't know until I found out. So I had to 
Wait, it, it, what the funny part about that, David, is the athletic director there. I told him, "Look, I've been praying about it." So, because he he had tears coming down when he when he had to tell me this, mm-hmm. and he said, "Hey, why don't you leave my office and come back and just tell me you're retiring?" And I said, "No, this is a way better story. Like I've really never <laughs> been fired, and right. I, I want to find out why and how." And and they didn't tell you, so it was a little easier for me. It was one year. I wasn't fully, in, in, I wasn't teaching like you were. Mm-hmm. I didn't. These kids weren't part of my family like your kids were, yep. and I certainly didn't have the success there that you did. Yeah, and but you know, it doesn't make it any easier for anybody. You know, and I think that's again another one of the messages in the book is that uh, sometimes life's not going to be fair. And sometimes it's not going to be the way you think, but, but the just shall live by faith and the outcome is always greater than what you're going through. You know what? And great words, difficult, difficult 48, 72 hours after. Absolutely. I mean, when you, when you, when you get, when you rolled out of Marquette that day and got to your car, tough, lonely place. Oh, it's a lonely, I was like in shock. Because right. I was like, this can't be real. And like you said, part of it was, wait a minute, I'm Dave Cooks. Right. You know, I'm, we went to the state tournament. Yeah. We won some games. Coach of the year, blah, 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 blah. I'm David Cooks. I'm David Cooks. And I got class. My classes are good. You know, I'm well-respected. Kids love playing for Kids me. Kids love yeah. playing. All the things that are supposed to support you did not. Right. And they, have you found... And this is going to be an odd question, but but I think I think the Lord puts us through some things. Do you, do you feel like you found out why? Um, you know what? I believe that when something is fired, let's say for, from a gun, it projects you forward. And this firing was a projection point for me because I had only a few years left to do that there anyway in my mind. Right. But I think then, you wanted three more. I wanted like three more. Yeah. And then, but then the Concordia situation would have never come. The USA East Coast basketball thing would have never come. And this book would not be here. Right. That's where I was going with that. And, and this is what I So when we talk about from paralysis to purpose, it's, it's that journey. And if I had stayed, and I'm grateful, I, I think I said it in the book. I was grateful for the opportunity and grateful that that happened because it caused me to fulfill that which 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 I was supposed to do. Right. It wasn't fun at the time. No. Those first few days, you know, I was because you're trying to figure it out. And, you know, it's interesting. The older I get now, I'm learning to not do that. And I'm like, okay, God, you know something? I'm giving this to you and I'm asking you to help me not think about this. That works. And that works, man. I gotta have to do I it. gotta try that. I have to do it. I gotta try it. <laughs> hey, I thought, look, we only have one segment left, and I thought, man, we got a full hour to talk about this stuff. I, I we're gonna get to a break so that we have a longer fourth segment. We haven't talked about Coach K. We haven't talked about Duke. We haven't talked about some of the things that you've done outside of the city of Milwaukee um with with basketball. And it truly is a sport that that you love. Absolutely. And you know what? We have to do that. Look, he uh, he is David Cooks, and I would highly recommend davidcooksspeaks.com. When is the uh, – and how do you get an invite to the signing party? Can you just show up? <laughs> yeah, you can show up. We have a signing party on August 6th from 5 to 8 p.m. here in Milwaukee at Discovery World downtown. And, is it um, in the basement? Or? And no, we're, we're in the pilot house. Oh, the pilot house. <laughs> so I have officially given him my nickname. He is now big-time David Cooks. He's in the – 
Excuse me. House. You have to put your little <laughs> finger at the pilot house. Man, uh, anytime 5 to 8 on August 6th. The other part of August 6th, it's his birthday. It's going to be a really good day, and I look forward to being part of that. August 6th at the pilot house. Is the information up on the website? Yes, yes. DavidCooksSpeaks.com. Again, if you're looking for a speaker, youth group, church group, business group, team, any of that, reach out to him and uh, and bring him in for an hour. And trust me, he, he the people you're going to bring him in, the people that are listening to him are going to get a ton from it. Whether he talks basketball, talks health, talks faith, whatever whatever direction that, that you think he needs to go, there's a lot of directions he can go. But trust me that his faith is going to be through all of it. Absolutely. And that's who he is. And he's not walking away. He's getting up on the mountaintop with us and talking about it. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Fella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week. My special guest, is, I can't believe how quick this has gone. Uh, he is David Cook's author, David Cook's former uh, Marquette High basketball coach, assistant coach at Concordia University. Name of the book, Getting Undressed from Paralysis to Purpose. DavidCookSpeaks.com. It's a good website, by the way. Thank you. DavidCookSpeaks.com <laughs> is the website. Get all the information, buy the book, um, figure out August 6th if you can get over to, to uh, his uh, book signing party. It's a birthday party, book signing party. It's not just an awesome day for him, Coach. We we did not get into the whole Duke, you know, Coach K, all of that. And and trust me, you're going to want to make sure that that you go to chapter nine, chapter ten. But that was a big part of your life. And 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 you know, when you tell people and you look at some of the pictures in the book where it's you and Coach K and it's you and 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 Dean Smith and that kind of stuff. Um, you, you had a chance to be on the sidelines at a really high level. Yeah, I, I look back at that as I as I think about you know how fortunate I really have been to to have this game that I love so much to have that passion that drive take me to these high levels. It's amazing to me. You know, I when I when I left for Duke, I to get my MBA, I didn't know Coach K or anyone down there for that matter, and. You know, I just believe that I wanted to help. I went there to help, and and I did. And uh, I helped out by filling up some water bottles and doing some laundry, and yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know, yeah. some of those kind of things. Sure, but but it it led to it led to bigger things, you know. And you know, the scripture talks about despise not small beginnings, right? You know, and so um, I, I embraced all those moments and learned so much about communication and about teamwork and about preparation you know, for um, competition at that level. Hey, well, not to get off that subject, and people are going to buy the book and, and, and you're going to want to read those chapters because they're great chapters. The whole book is a really good book. When when somebody asks you, if I pick up your book, what do you think I'm going to get from it? What would your answer be? Inspired. 
I think that you will pick up the book and it will speak to what it will speak to you at a place of need in your life. And I may not know exactly what that is, but it's going to cause you to want to continue. It's going to cause you to want to continue and move forward and to do the best you can at what you have. It's going to cause you to, to be appreciative of the things that God has blessed you with. Are there times in your life that, that you turn on the TV or you're talking to a friend who is completely irate over something that you would consider minor? And how hard is it not for you to say, are you kidding me? Look at me. Mm-hmm. Just And I look, as long as I've known you, I've never heard you even try to attempt to say, hey, look at me. It's always, David, can we talk about this? No. No, I don't. so that's why you wrote the book. I was wondering, but but you really did open your life up to people. So I I appreciate that. But there are, are there times in your life that you just shake your head and think you've got to be kidding. Oh, absolutely, I do. I mean, um, I, I I won't go into a lot of detail, but I mean, there are people that I know that really are concerned and struggle with mosquito bites. And, <laughs> right. And and and, and they, sorry. <laughs> and they really do. I mean, for them. It's a very threatening thing. And for me, I'm like, really? It's a mosquito bite. It's a mosquito bite. But to them, it's paralysis. Right. And I have to learn how to appreciate where they are and what their experience is so that I can try to help them to go from paralysis onto purpose. Hey, what what did you learn about yourself writing the book? That... um, any that I could achieve something that I didn't think I could achieve. I, I told you uh, a while back, I, I don't like to write or read. Okay. Therein lies a problem. If you're writing a book, a big problem, that's a big problem. But what I found out was when you just open yourself up to the possibility of doing something that you've never done before, and you have to go a, a route that you've never been before, there's some unknown things there that you conquer. And on the other side of the assignment is confidence. Um, there is evidence that you've learned, and then you actually have something in your hand. And that's what I got out of this book. Hey, who is Eric Waller's, uh, Wallersdorf? Uh, Wo- <laughs> sorry, I can't say it. Wolfersdorf? Wolf, there you go, Eric, Wolfersdorf. Eric, is Eric a, I'm sorry. <laughs> Eric Wolfersdorf. Eric is a young man I met while I was speaking at a, a local high school, and uh, he turned out to be a young man that— um, I cut from the JV team, awesome. uh, as always. Uh, and he comes up after I was speaking on some servant leadership and and offered to help me with the book. And I said, well, you know, I'm on a really tight budget. I don't think I can pay you. He said, oh, no, I, I would like to do this for you, for all the stuff you've done for so many people. And uh, that was the beginning of a, a, a writing marriage that really helped me um, put the book in, in a book form. Yeah, I had stories and stuff, but I didn't know how to well, work Well, Eric, together. thank you. Because yeah, you know what? You bet. And there's a lot of people in, in the book that you thank throughout it. But he was a guy that uh, that helped you a lot. And I see his name and, and uh, hard time pronouncing that last name. But we <laughs> got to thank Eric and, and uh, for the good job on, on that. Hey, listen, we've got about two minutes left. And, and, and I have to tell you, David, I, and I tell you this when, when I get the chance. And, and again, we are guys and we are friends that we don't have to talk every day. But when we get together, man, we, we come right back to where we were. I told the story um, to some people I work with here. The first time you came in, 
to do my high school basketball coaches show. We knew each other a little bit, but not a ton. Right. And um, it was the winter time, and it was bad. Our parking lot was bad, and and you struggled. And we, I came out and helped. And and my producer was a young guy back then, and and uh, we were in the the building here for under two minutes, and he used the f bomb. And uh, you stopped in the tracks and said, man, you, you do not use that kind of language around me. Do you understand that? And he kind of looked, and I kind of looked, and he said, yes, sir. He said, And you said, I don't like that kind of language, and I prefer if you don't use it around me, okay? And then we just moved on. And you know what? I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live, I'll never forget the moment of going, wow, Okay, now, now I okay, I got it, I got it, and that kid, I don't think he ever swore around me again. Right. So right. you know, you impacted his life, and and the amount of lives that you've impacted throughout the years, I can't say enough of. And uh, we have we have got to get out, but good luck, August sixth, happy birthday, thank you, book signing, and go to davidcooksspeaks.com. davidcooksspeaks.com. Pick up the book, and as I've said throughout, if you pick up the book, read it, and you don't get anything out of it, call me. I'll buy it from you. This is Faith. David, thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. It's always a pleasure. All right, brother. Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? For certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.